0: Yo, what is good? I'm about to share something with you that is very embarrassing for me to share. Well, I don't say very. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. But I think it's a a story worth sharing. So I'm not making much money right now. I am working with a mentor. And I am working part-time and the pay is low so i barely have enough to cover my car note and my phone bill as i write my book and yeah i don't have much money so i rely on my parents right now as i write my book and i have gone in phases in my life where i will smoke weed and i have phases in my life where i don't and i am currently at a time right now where i do smoke weed and i didn't have money to get some more weed so my mom had given me her bank card to go to the store and buy some water for the family I decided to go to the dispensary and also buy myself some weed with her money. And when I got home, I felt so fucking anxious. I felt horrible. So I go into my room and I pull out my journal and I'm like, okay, I got to journal this anxiety away because I feel so anxious about what I just did. I feel horrible. And journaling typically helps me get my thoughts onto paper and it helps me process things. Well, journaling wasn't well, it was kind of, it was helping, but this I was still feeling like shit. I was just writing down I feel like shit. And all this kind of stuff and I Decided I'm just gonna go be honest. Because I was thinking, how can I write this wrong? I was like, well, I can go, we have a bunch of recyclables. Like I can go cash that in tomorrow and then like give him give it to her. And that would make me feel good. But I was like, oh, but I, I still feel like I know what I did, though. It's not necessarily about the money, it's like it's about the principle. So I walked into her room and I was like, mom. I gotta tell you something. I went to the dispensary. She knows I smoke weed. I was like, I went to the dispensary. I bought some weed with your money. And she started laughing. <laughs> and I told her, I said, Look, I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty for that. I'm gonna go cash in the recyclables tomorrow. And then I will pay you back what it is that I spent. I'm sorry. I feel horrible and she was laughing and she goes it's okay you know laughing not necessarily like it's okay that you don't have to worry about paying me back in a sense it's just like don't worry don't worry so much about it you know it's all good but thank you for telling me that's what it felt like so I go back into my room and I'm doing some journaling and I, I still feeling like shit man I'm like fuck man like Why is it that I feel like fucking shit? And what I realize is I put my self-respect at jeopardy. Because honesty is such an important principle for me. I don't want to feel like I'm hiding something. I don't want to live that way because I feel trapped when I feel like I'm hiding something. I want to feel liberated. And I feel liberated when I don't feel like I'm hiding anything. (sighs) And, you know, it, it does feel challenging for me to share this with you. Because, you know, I'm trying to grow an audience and The biggest thing with an audience is trust right can you trust me to be the person who you listen to when it comes to improving your life because i really do believe that i can make a difference and if i lose trust i lose my livelihood i lose my career i lose everything My whole life revolves around trust because the moment I lose trust with the people around me is when my career no longer will match up to what it could have been. So I want to protect that. And it means a lot to me. It means so much to me. And part of me as well feels that by sharing the story that I shared, I actually gain trust. Yeah, I may not look in the best light. My ego doesn't want to share this. There's a few things in there. I'm not making much money. I smoke weed consistently. And then like I, I use my mom's money. I'm 27 years old, to me that's, it does feel embarrassing and talking to myself right now as I'm speaking, because I feel fucking vulnerable as shit, but it's like, you know what, man? I'm human. I am human. And I make decisions based on emotion. And I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But you know what? There are lessons to be learned. I really learned right then and there. I got a powerful last lesson that it is not worth jeopardizing my self-respect. I got to be honorable. And I got to be upfront and I got to be honest. I got to tell the truth. Otherwise, my own self-respect lowers. And to me, my own self-respect is very precious. It's very important for me that I maintain that. Because whew, a life without self I've I've lived. I know what it's like to live without self-respect. And when you're a people pleaser, that is how you live. You put other people's opinions and wants and needs above yours and you might not want to do something but you have this incessant need to want to please the other person and you feel that by pleasing the other person getting their approval it will make you feel good about yourself but i, I, I under I guess I understand where that's coming from as well yeah there's like traumas and stuff but like even like evolutionary speaking like to think about if I'm good with this other person, I'm still accepted by the tribe. And we don't want to get kicked out of the tribe because when we're kicked out of the tribe, that means death. We needed each other. So it makes sense as to why uh, people-pleasing can be an evolutionary advantage. I just realized that right now as I'm speaking out loud. And at the same time, to me, it's not worth it. Nobody's opinion is higher than mine, of me. My opinion of me matters more than everybody's opinion. Nobody's opinion of me matters more to me than me. And that's tough. But you get that, I have found, through self-respect and how do you find self-respect you got to listen to yourself you got to tune into your body and say "Ooh, i don't like how that fell i don't like this situation and there were many times before in the past where i would feel something and i, oh, I can't get myself to say it Ah, oh, i can't say Ah, oh, man what were the, what are they going to think and Just my respect for myself just goes down and down and down and down and down from there. And I got to the point where I did everything I wanted and I got all the validation I wanted. I'm telling you, I got so much validation from people who are doing millions in their business, from CEOs, people that I respect and admire, Chris Voss told me to reach out to him. For me to hop on a call with Joe Polish and for him to announce in front of everybody at Genius Network that he's going to personally mentor me. He said he's going to personally mentor me in front of the entire audience at Genius Network. I want you to think about that. In front of everybody who respects Joe enough to pay him so much money to where he's like i'm going to show you that i'm saying this in front of everybody and even having the approval of these people that i respect so much I still didn't feel good about myself. It didn't matter. It did not matter how much validation I got. I got so much validation. I was working on a project that Richard Branson was a patron on, which basically means he was helping support the project by we were able to put his name on the project. And. You know, I had many people just say like, yo, like you're gonna be, like that's so dope. Like that's incredible. Like you were working on something that's so cool. And just imagine that, right? You got one of the most famous entrepreneurs of all time. Like you got the approval to be able to utilize his name. It's like you guys are kind of in a little bit of a partnership in a sense, especially because the project involved actually people going to meet him. So you can imagine how much validation I got From people about that and even then it wasn't enough to make me feel good and to me I realized I was doing it for the wrong reasons I was doing this for status I was doing this for clout I was doing this for validation and it to me, it wasn't worth it. To me, it's like, I don't even really care about Richard Branson. I I read his, I think this his first autobiography, he did. It was cool. It's a good book. But I don't necessarily feel super inspired by Richard. I don't look at Richard, I'm like, in, and in admiration of him. I think it's cool that he's done what he's done. I think it's very impressive. I think it's fucking cool as shit. But I don't necessarily feel like, oh my God, it's like my dream to meet Richard Branson or anything like that. It didn't mean that much to me. To me, he wasn't even a human. He was an object to show off to people, to show them how I look. And I was doing it for the wrong reasons. It wasn't about the impact it was about the selfish credibility to try to control people's perception of me to try to raise it in their head cuz i feel like the more i appear in their head this image that i cultivate for them i will inherently feel good but then i'm feel but then you get trapped into that feeling like you're hiding something because you're trying cuz you want to be seen in a certain light in their heads so you feel like there's certain things that you may be able to share or not because it might affect how you're perceived and it's scary that sucks that's such a that situation fucking sucks so for me freedom I You know, I, I got to travel, and even though, you know, I was broke, I still felt like a degree of freedom, though, because I traveled for a year. And, yeah, it was fucking challenging. But at the same time, like, I did what I wanted to do. I traveled the world while having my own business. Yes, I got help and support from my father along the way. But, you know... Like, bro, I I was still able to experience that, right? Uh, Away from the cubicle life. Away from the meetings and you got a boss over you and monitoring everything and you have to perform work and all this kind of stuff. No, like, we were the boss. For the most part. And freedom is not a place... Freedom is a feeling because you want to feel free, right? People think more money is going to make them feel free. People think shit that doesn't make people feel free. They think it's going to make them feel free. What I have found for myself, I can't say that this is the truth for you, but I certainly feel this way is that I feel free right now, because I don't have anything to hide. And freedom is so relative as well in terms of like external freedom. <sighs> like we, like we're free every day, and we and people don't feel like they're free. It's just crazy. But there's people who are locked up in prison who would love, they wish that they can have your level of freedom, but you don't even realize how much freedom you have because you get used to it. It's the hedonistic treadmill, you know, you get, you live a life, a certain life for a while, you just kind of get used to it and it loses its like the, the fucking awesomeness of the essence it once had. Just imagine somebody who went to prison for maybe something they didn't, they didn't do and they served 10 years in prison and they get out of jail and they're in the they're in the world again. That person is going to feel unbelievably free. Right? Like but people take that for uh for granted and then right? And then after a while he's going to get used to it. And that's how I felt when I was traveling, right? It's like, you, you feel like there has to be more or something to, to, to be free. And do I feel fucking free as fuck, man? There are things that are I'm limited to, as we have already established at the beginning of this podcast. I can't just, I don't have the freedom to get on an airplane and go to Europe. I don't have the funds for that so there's there's degrees but i think ultimately what people are really chasing after is internal freedom and they think they'll get internal freedom when their external gets handled it makes sense right it makes sense that if your external is handled the internal will take care of itself but that's not really how it works that's not how it works. So, yeah, like, I feel good. Like, I feel so much better that I shared with you what I shared with you in the beginning of the podcast. Otherwise, I'll just be keeping it in. I just feel like, oh, man, because, like, that, that's a deed that is... Important to call out and important to learn from and important to dive into. So I'm grateful for it. At the same time, I, I got to do a little bit more processing. I still feel a little, you know, a little funky inside at the thought, but it's all good. I'm, I'm happy I'm able to take this and at least deliver a lesson. And I feel like this, is one of the, this episode is one of the best podcasts I've done in a while. So I'm glad that I mentioned this and I talked about this and bring some perspective about something that I feel I don't talk about all the time on my podcast. So that is it. Hope you got some value from it. And I hope you trust me more at the same time as well. I didn't do this as a tactic, by the way, to gain more trust. I did this because I felt like I got to share this shit because I don't want to fucking hide nothing because I don't want to pretend my life is great knowing that I almost fucking uh really like actually cost myself my own self-respect and let me just continue going out through my life, you know, like let me show you a different side like nah, bro. I got to I got to show you just the the fucking realness and rawness and what I'm learning. And I'll end with this, speaking of realness and rawness. I I just finished the book Don Quixote. It's a good book. I think I would have enjoyed it more if I read it before I started traveling. It's a it's an adventure book. And there are some lessons I learned from it, but I'm done, I'm happy to be done with it. And I started reading a book called The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. And this book already is so much more captivating than Don Quixote is. So much more captivating because it's so raw. It's so human-like. They don't paint this great picture, the setting and what, the situation is is a fucked up situation off the bat and that is life for a lot of people that was life for me at least you know not everybody is born into perfect families but on social media everybody's pretending to have a perfect they're not showing the fucking craziness And it's so crazy how there's this place in the world that you can go to and you can see a bunch of people pretending not to be insane. And we believe it. So I love, love, love this book. Because of that just rawness and it's Fuck, dude, it's fucking inspiring the fuck out of me for my own book. And I'm thinking, okay, what they do a really good job of is building a a solid backstory on each of the characters. So you really feel like you you know who they are. You feel like you know where they came from. You, You know their struggles. You know, like, oh, man. And just to see who they ended up becoming and everybody's personality from coming from a rough upbringing and seeing how they deal with each other and with the world is so dope. So I'm really excited because I feel like it's helping me evolve my own book and including more shit that is just wild, man. You know, I've been—I th- was thinking about telling maybe telling a story about how my father was almost murdered while my mom was pregnant with me. He was kidnapped and brought to a warehouse, and he—they uh, tied his um, his hands to his back with a zip tie. Him and a few other of his friends, they kidnapped, and there was like because they had. I think they like robbed these trucks and one guy felt that he didn't get his like fair share I could be having this story wrong but he ended up um, calling some people and they fucking kidnapped him and took him to this warehouse and my dad is Hispanic and the gang he was in is mostly black I think he was actually the only Hispanic in his gang, actually. And. They had bags like black bags over their head, right, like cloth bags. So they lifted my dad off the ground and they took off the bag. Or actually he was on, before that, he was on the ground, hands tied behind his back, you know, bag on his head. And he's just thinking, my son is never going to get to know his dad. My son's going to go through life without knowing his dad. Like, wow. So then they pick him up. They take the bag off his head. And he looks around. And they see that they've only picked him up. And he's like, okay, they're going to kill me first because I'm the Hispanic. The guy looks at him in his face. And he says, you from East Coast? East Coast. My dad has a letter E tattooed on one arm and the letter C tattooed on another arm. My dad said, Yes, I am from East Coast. He talks about where he's from. And apparently that guy came like like are like allies with that hood. So they undid the zip tie and they let everybody go. His tattoo saved his life, saved his life. So just some, some real shit like that, just to really paint like where is it that I come from and really paint a backstory. And I think it makes the glory even that much more sweet in the book. So anyway, that's all I got for you. It's been a pleasure. Talk soon. Peace.